Hey, this is Lauren. And this is Kayla. And you're listening to the Two Woke Girls Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Unfortunately for some of you, it's just me here today. Kayla and I are not recording our intro together because... If you live in BC, you would know that we have some pretty strict rules on right now and you can't associate yourself with people that live outside of your household. So obviously Kayla and I don't live together, unfortunately. Wish we did. We wouldn't be having this conversation if we didn't. But instead, I have a special guest today. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm going to do my best. Uh, I'll introduce myself first. My name's Brian, uh, Lauren's boyfriend. I'm going to do my best. I know we have some big shoes to fill with Kayla not being here, uh, so I'll do what I can. You're doing amazing already. You're doing really well. Yeah, I thought I'd have my boyfriend Brian accompany me this evening for recording the intro, so I wasn't... I did record this already by myself, but it was a little bit negative Nancy, a little bit Debbie Downer, so I thought I'd record it with my lovely sweet angel boyfriend and make it a little more fun instead, so you guys get get to hear hear from our second ever guest brian is it an honor absolute honor can you lean closer to the microphone yeah i can (laughs) thank you so yeah i thought i'd have brian on the intro i thought that'd be like a little more fun but if you want to tell the (laughs) listeners a little bit about you why are you laughing (laughs) i don't know it's just weird to have you on the pod oh well i'm excited oh i'm baby i'm a devoted fan of the show um, I know you are. Confession, I'm, I'm, I will watch the or listen, listen to the third season. I've okay. yet to do that. But all the other ones. I'm impressed that you listen to all the other ones. Not really your speed, so. It keeps me entertained on my way to work. So Monday mornings, anywhere you watch your podcasts. Listen, baby. It's listen. Listen. Sorry. So listen to your podcast. Sorry. Tell the listeners. I mean, I've talked about you a couple of times, but I don't think people really know anything about you. So what have they heard so far i don't remember i think i've just said like just a few well you didn't listen to last week's but last week i told the story you won't remember this when we were sitting out having a fire and i saw a shooting star i remember this yeah but i told this story on the podcast you don't remember this no yeah i do we were sitting out at the house and we were sitting out yes here where we are right now, yeah. and we are sitting outside having a fire, and I saw a shooting star. It's okay. So tell <laughs> tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. All right, other than being an awful boyfriend Babe, and forgetting stories and not listening to the last okay. three episodes. Um, I would like to say that shockingly, he only shockingly because it's not really like his topics of choice to listen to the podcast, but he listens. Yeah, I guess. For context, the kind of podcast I would listen to is very much like sports based or uh, some podcasts like related to my work and work in finance. So that sort of stuff, just try and stay like up to date. But it is very interesting to listen to people with perspectives on other things and what they're interested in. So it is an interesting listen every week. But yeah, that's a little bit a little taste of what brian's like maybe if this quarantine goes on for a little too long i will do a 
episode just with Brian and Kayla will do one just with her boyfriend Dylan. So I think that'd be really fun if we did. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty entertaining. Yeah, like I'll give you a topic or something and you, I don't know. Just like off, like off the, like just randomly. Any yeah, sort of... I think that could be fun. So we'll talk about it. But since Kayla's not here, we like to do, now that season three, we always say, what has been on your mind this week? What's been on your mind this week? <laughs> <laughs> so we actually, we, we sort of filmed this once before. Uh, Shh, don't tell the people that. Oh no! Okay, ask <laughs> me you again. Can. Ask me. No, again. babe, it's okay. Yeah, no, so we we again. recorded this once already. We have since gained a little more courage to film again or record it again. Well, I just didn't know what we were going to be talking about. Right. So the first time, I just sprung it on Brian, and I was like, "Hey, we're just going to record this episode. Just, just come up and and." talk to me i didn't give him any inclination of what we were going to be talking about so now he knows this is the second time we're recording it hopefully now you know yeah now i now i know and now so if you guys have listened to season season three you would know what kayla and i usually say like what's been on your mind this week so last time when i asked brian what's been on his mind this week he was like so caught off guard and didn't know what to say nothing you said nothing, and then I, like, prompted you on something that happened to you this week. Oh, my move, yeah. But then, after we, after we finished... Yeah, they do care, babe. I don't know if they do. After we finished recording, he thought of something else. So then I was, yeah, like, I was like... I was like, yeah, for sure we can record after. So now we're recording again, and what did you want to say? Well, I'm going to... It's nothing to do with my life at all. I just find this to be a fun fact that everybody's going to want to know. There is a way that you can... Gra- I saw this on a TikTok. We there love is, TikTok. <laughs> there is a way that you can grammatically say the word and five times in a row and the sentence is like, perfect. Okay. So hear me out. You are a business owner mm-hmm. and your business is called this and that. Mm-hmm. And you go to a sign maker to make a sign for your store and they make you a sign. Mm -hmm. All it says is this and that. Yeah. And you go to the store to pick it up and the person says to you, how do you like it? And you look at it and you see that the spaces between a couple of the words, well, the only three words are too far apart. So you say, looks okay, but the space between this and 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 that is too large. <laughs> so there's your there's your fact for the day. Oh Not related to this podcast in any way, shape, or form. But I thought it was interesting. I, and now you can tell people that. I think you told me this like maybe a couple months It was a long time ago. ago. It was, yeah, it was not yeah. something I learned this week. Yeah, no, not something. But it's something you were reminded of this week? It's just always up there. Okay. Yeah. Just always in your brain. Yeah. You, if you're not thinking about avocado bread, you're thinking about this yeah. and 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 yeah. that and this. I think I know I didn't get it right. You don't have to count it. No, I'm counting it for myself. Okay. Keep, yeah. No. So that was Brian's little tidbit of the week. Something that's been on his mind for the last yeah. honestly couple of months. You've only mentioned it to me one other time, which is pretty impressive. I just think it's really cool. It was that is cool. That was very interesting. Nice change of speed from what we love TikTok. We'll link it in the show notes. I'm just kidding. The app itself. (laughs) Just the app itself. If you don't have TikTok, 
It's a real addiction, honestly. It, yeah. I often think about, though, what would 2020 be like if we hadn't had TikTok? I I don't know. I don't, I genuinely, I know this sounds like a little crazy, but I don't know what I would have done with a lot of my free time. Like, when I came back in March, did I, I watched a lot of TikTok and Survivor. Yeah. (laughs) Great choices, by the way. And we played a lot of House Party. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting to see, like, what other apps would be like if TikTok wasn't a thing. This is because true. Because Instagram now has Reels. Yeah. Twitter has something. I can't remember what that's called. Facebook has stories. LinkedIn has stories as well. Yeah. Big LinkedIn girl yeah, over just, here. Yeah. <laughs> no. We'll link her uh, linked, Link her LinkedIn. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, don't LinkedIn. follow me on LinkedIn. I'm. I'm not happy about it my sister the other day was like let's see your linkedin profile and i was like no it's good what's your your profile photo is your student no that's yours what's yours mine's just like me at a wine tour oh i know that photo (laughs) that's that's one of the photos brian for sure swiped right on it it was the photo i swiped right was it it's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me thank you so much anyways my week now that we went over Brian's a little riddle about it. situation, my week, let me see. So on Monday, as you guys know, I mentioned it in last week's episode, but Monday was one year since we recorded our first ever podcast episode, which is really exciting. And I think we cut it. I definitely cut this out of the intro, but I did say in the initial intro and i also did mention it was one year since i went on my first date with brian so in the morning kayla and i went to spin we came home record a podcast episode and that evening i went on a date it's a very productive day it was a productive day started my podcast our podcast which you know big hobby really big fan of it and now I went on a date with you. Now we're dating. So kind of worked out for us. How was that first date for you? It was a really good first date. Yeah. It was fun. She yelled at me. I did. Like within Should we tell- 10 seconds of being yeah. in the car. Because I brought a plastic bag full of snacks. Okay. Well, we'll tell the- <laughs> let's tell the quick story. But I walked out. He came and picked me up. I walked out. Okay. Well, first of all, ladies, ladies that are listening, I know we have a big lady listenership. Do not let a man from any dating app pick you up because I feel like that's a little sus if you ask me. Definitely can be. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Brian flaked on me the first time we were supposed to go out. He had to babysit his nieces and nephew. Fair enough. Genuine excuse too. That was like actually. Genuine excuse. But because I had never met him, I was like, ah, oh, a little bit of a flake. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. And so... After that, he was just, like, so gung-ho about going on another date. And I was like, okay, like, a, I was finishing my degree, didn't have that much free time. But I was like, okay, I'll go on a date with this guy. I really liked him over text. He was really funny. So I was like, yeah, let's go on a date. So he came and picked me up. I had had a couple of glasses of wine with my family before you came and picked me up. And I remember asking my sister if this was an okay line to say as you picked me up. But as you picked me up, I was like, he got out of the car. Sweet angel. Where, did you get out of the car to like come open my door? I was going to come open the door. Oh. But you, you made your way from the house to the car. So like, cause I didn't know when you were leaving yeah, the house. Yeah, fair. And you're 
um, cars park like right in the way. So I yeah. didn't have much time between seeing you and you just like hightailing it to yeah. the, the passenger door. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to, but it that's didn't so sweet. Happen. But I came out instead and I was like, hi, Uber for Lauren. He was like, Jesus Christ, what is about, what am I about to embark on? So the next couple of minutes were concerning i get in the car i was so fucking nervous i was like shaking as i was like in the car but i was like trying to make conversation i was like hey like how's it going you found the place okay blah 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 and then he was like i brought us snacks like we're about to go on a road trip so he like brings out a plastic bag from walmart and if you guys have ever listened to this podcast I feel like I've mentioned a few times I'm, I I try to be pretty environmentally friendly so I don't love plastic bags but he brings out a plastic bag so sweet babe of I reuse snacks. my plastic bags I know you so. do I was like that's so sweet he brought snacks all of my favorite snacks to be fair because we had talked about this prior so yeah he brings all these snacks and i was like oh like this is gonna be so fun and he's like we're going on a little bit of a road trip because we had like had this little inside joke over text about like going on a road trip whatever so we start like pulling out of my cult the cul-de-sac that i live in and he's like and the next thing i say to him is like you're not a serial killer right and he's like jesus christ this bitch like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just the like uber for lauren yelling oh yeah i yelled at i forgot to mention that i yelled at him for having a plastic bag i was like oh my god i can't believe you would bring a plastic bag in my presence this is so rude blah 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 like as a joke like i was obviously joking but like because we didn't know each other you may not have gotten the joke fully you might have been like oh. it's on brand now it yes just, of course now, of yeah. course now you're like yeah i get it but back then you would have been like um i don't okay like are is she okay but now it's on brand right yeah Yeah. checks out yeah checks out so and then i asked if he was a serial killer and he's probably like this broad this is gonna be quite the day we weren't out of the cul-de-sac at this point no it was like a second away from my house and you were like do you even want to go and i was like yes like of course i want to go i just like you have to be like mindful like i'm a girl i don't know you we're getting into a car together blah 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 so so yeah that's kind of the story of the first part of our date but the rest of it was good like i didn't do anything weird after that (laughs) (laughs) after that it was like smooth sailing it was the whole thing was good yeah i think yeah like the rest of it was like a normal first date so you weren't like too concerned i guess but yeah i don't know why i just went on the this tangent of our first date but there you guys go there you learned i mean if you know me you know all those things are very on brand for like the uber florian plastic bag are you a serial killer that whole situation very on brand for me personally oh yeah i was gonna talk about my week we're trying to make this intro <laughs> longer because the episode isn't as long my week what have i been up to yeah like i said we celebrated our one year since our first date. I don't know if people usually celebrate that, do they? I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure they do. Well, we we, we decided to celebrate it. We went to like the same restaurant we went to on our first date and stuff. And it was lovely. Good times. And then what have I done with the rest of my week? There's not a lot we can do these days because of COVID, unfortunately. So I literally hang out with my family and Brian, which is great very happy about those those things but you know 
would love to cuddle puddle with my friends as well. I think that'd be fun. But once this is all over, we'll be doing that. Kayla and I will be back to recording regular episodes. Better than ever. And better than ever, truly. We'll be back and we're really excited to continue recording. So we're just taking a little bit of a pause right now until things are more open i guess a little hiatus a little we're taking a little hiatus again even though we had just taken one before season three between season two and three yeah we're excited to get back to recording because obviously you know i want to be sitting in the same room as my best friend and shooting the shit for now we will be taking a bit of a pause so this today's episode we are talking about astrology again It's part two of astrology. Kayla had a lot to say. It's more just Kayla talking. That's kind of why I'm doing the intro today. So the people that, the haters, hi, I'm here. And the people that actually enjoy my voice, you're welcome. Do you actually get people hating on it? No, but I can just only imagine. Oh, okay. So nobody's actually said anything no no one's ever said anything i can only imagine there's people who are like i prefer listening to kayla or i prefer listening to lauren they're like with any podcast there's podcasts that i listen to that are like duos i'm like i would prefer to listen to this Mm. person and that's just it's not that i don't like the other person it's just like i prefer what the other like the person that i like yeah and like what they have to say and stuff so i'm sure there's people who are like Bitch, finish up this intro so we can listen to Kayla talk about astrology. I will finish up here. Yes. So today's episode, we're talking about astrology. It's kind of the wrap-up of last week's episode. Kayla had so much to say. So enjoy her running out of breath and me chiming in every once in a while with a few things to say. But I hope you guys enjoy and let's get on into the episode. So... This is Astrology 2.0. We promised we would do a second part because Kayla just really couldn't get everything out all at once. Yeah, I couldn't and um, I insisted I need another episode that I am going to dominate and that I am going to talk probably the whole time. Honestly, (laughs) I didn't really have to prep anything for this episode because Kayla just talks. I inquire a little bit. And then I just learned some things. And she just doesn't stop. She just talks and talks and talks. And I love it because I feel like often I talk so much that it's nice giving someone else the floor. So here you go. Here's the floor. Okay. Awesome. So last time I think that we left off at planets. Well, I think I hadn't started talking about planets yet. We left off at like compatibility as per my request. Don't really know why. But I just brought that up and then we talked about it for a while. So everyone wants to talk about compatibility. Yeah, because you want to know if you're compatible with your significant other or not. What You know what's actually really interesting? Have you ever heard of like family astrology? No. So like kind of on the same leaf as compatibility like kind of the same deal but everyone's always like looking for compatibility with like their crush or like their partner or whatever family astrology is actually it's pretty similar to compatibility 
but it's basically just like if you look at the astrological charts within a family it's super super interesting because i've gone through twitter threads and like reddit threads and stuff like that on this and everyone who has included the charts of their whole family there's a ton of similarities it's almost like signs run in a family like if you look at the mom the dad and the sun or whatever, you'll see that like maybe in that family there's a ton of Libra and Virgo and Scorpio. And it, it'll just come up over and over and over again. Hmm. It's so weird. I did it with my family and weirdly enough, there was a ton of things in common with my mom, my dad, my brother, and my Oma, um, and not me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm like, am I adopted? Like, tell me now. No, this is your one chance. Look a lot like your family, so not adopted, that's for sure. But super interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna do that with my family. Yeah, it is super super interesting if you look at it. Like just kind of a fun thing to do. And it's like, how does that work at Christmas time? Just bring up your birth charts (laughs) on a PowerPoint slide. Hey guys, let's talk about it. Yeah, I don't get how that happens, but it does. That's really interesting. Super interesting. Um, and yeah, I may or may not be adopted. I will update if I find out more. Well, if you're adopted, then so is your brother. You guys look <laughs> so I think what I was about to get into in the last episode that I hadn't quite gotten into yet, I know that we went over, you should look at your big three, so remember that. We went over all the signs, what they mean, and I think we went over the elements? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay. So I'm going to talk about another fun subcategory. There's so many different categories in astrology. One of them is called modalities and that's something I forgot to talk about (laughs) in the first episode. So modalities is cardinal, fixed, and mutable. So this is like another subcategory of astrology and basically every modality contains a sign from each element. The cardinal modality is Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. The fixed modality is Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And the mutable modality is Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Essentially, the way that I see it, it's another thing that explains characteristics of those signs. So this is something that it kind of helps you understand further like what that sign is like and it makes a lot of sense in certain circumstances against his own will i'm gonna give a personal example of dylan's (laughs) he knows nothing about this i do stuff with this chart all the time that he just like doesn't he has no interest yeah he has no interest he probably doesn't even know but um this was i found this really interesting because he has a lot of libra energy in his chart and his sun sign is a cancer and i couldn't figure out like this was totally the modalities were just completely slipping my mind and i couldn't figure out why he had such fire sign characteristics and i was like he doesn't have a lot of fire in his chart but he acts like a fire sign in so many ways like i see that so much from him like he's so driven he's so passionate he can be like hot-headed um like he gets frustrated really easily all that kind of stuff so those are all fire sign qualities but and i was asking like astrologers about this because they follow so many on like social media so whenever they'd be like ask me a question on instagram or whatever i'd be like explain this to me like i can't help i can't figure it out and i'm pretty positive that this is because he has so much cardinal energy in his chart because he has so much Libra and he has Cancer. Those are both cardinal signs. 
So cardinal, the characteristics of the signs that are cardinal is dynamic. They take a lot of initiative. They're very action-based. They're quite independent, very like leaders of the pack Mm -hmm. almost. So those are kind of also like fire sign characteristics, but they're cardinal characteristics as well. So in that situation, like that really helped me figure out, oh, okay, like that does make sense for him, even though he doesn't have fire in his chart. That's the cardinal energy that I'm seeing. So the fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And basically the characteristics of the sign is exactly what it sounds like. They're fixed. So they're rooted. They're resistant to change. They have a lot of willpower. They're fixed, rooted in their ways, and not super flexible. So again, yeah, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. I have a lot of fixed energy in my chart. And it makes sense. (laughs) I feel it. So pretty stubborn too. And again, like fixed. I always think of these like in my head, I relate them to the elements again. And that's not what they are, just to clarify. But to me, cardinal is like fiery. Fixed is earthy and mutable is watery Mm. and airy. It's kind of both to me. But it's just really similar characteristics to Mm -hmm. the elements. And then we have mutables, so that's Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. So that's like a super flexible sign. Super flexible, super adaptable. (laughs) That's me, my big three are all mutable. Yeah, so like readily handle change, resourceful, like very movers and shakers. Like go with the flow. Yeah, go with the flow and like, yeah, super flexible, super great that way. Interesting. Yeah, so just another category. There's so much. I know I know. I said this last time, but like every time I start talking or thinking about astrology, even when I'm doing like research, I'm like, oh yeah, and then there's this. Oh yeah, and then there's that. There's so many wormholes, um, but that's kind of a basic one. So Kayla is going to be starting her own solo podcast <laughs> just about astrology. I think after this episode, I'm going to be like, Kay, I don't want to talk about astrology anymore because I've explained it all, everything I know. It's gonna be called One Woke Girl. Mm, I don't love that as much. Astrology. You know, <laughs> you know that I rely on you to like fill the gaps in every conversation. I've done this for years. <laughs> it didn't just start with the podcast. It's uh, it's been going for a while. <laughs> so when you're looking at your chart, you'll see that it's divided into houses so this is another one of the main reasons that i like using a wheel chart because you can clearly see where all of your placements fall in the houses so i'll kind of go over what each of the houses means and then we'll kind of talk about how that relates to your placement so for now i don't know if you guys are doing this along with me or not but if you are trying to that's kind of the easiest way to do it and if you are then kind of look at like what planets you have in that house if you're not sure what i'm talking about quickly look it up but it's pretty straightforward they're all divided into houses there's 12 houses And the first one, it always starts with Aries and it always ends with Pisces. So looking at the first house, the first house represents the self. It represents appearances, beginnings, appearance like your physical body, kind of your outwards attitude and identity. So in my head, I kind of relate the first house to like your rising sign because they represent really similar things. And if you have a planet in the first house, that's also going to affect how you come across to other people. So if you had like Aries in your first house. 
what yeah. would that mean? So if you had Aries first house, then you would probably come across... Like, it would, it would kind of coincide with your rising sign, okay. so it depends what that is. But you would come across with some Aries tendencies. Like, you might come across very direct, passionate, like, rude, <laughs> to, for lack of better words. Yeah, it'll definitely have an effect on it. Another thing is you have signs in your chart, but you also have planets, right? So, like, for example, in my chart, I have Pluto in my first house, which is really strange because I've actually never felt like that really is accurate to how I come across. But Pluto is kind of similar to Scorpio, and I have Scorpio rising as well. So most people that have Pluto in their first house apparently come across, like, they'll be, like, super dark features, um, like, lots of piercings, lots of tattoos, I'm kind of, like, goth, I guess, <laughs> which is not really me. But yeah, like, that's just an example. So having the planets in your houses and also having the signs in your houses like where that falls for you right it definitely like they both have relevance so there is relevance to what planets are in what house and then what the house represents so kind of as I'm going through and talking about what that house represents it's pretty similar to what I was talking about before with the planets like for example the moon represents the mother so if you had your moon in your second house and your second house is like work and income then that might mean you go into business with your mother like kind of you have to like relate the things together. So kind of keep that in mind as I'm going through. And also another thing to keep in mind, I know I haven't gotten into the descriptions yet, I promise I'm going to, but I just kind of want you to be keeping these things in mind as we're going through, is that if you have more than three or more planets in a house, that's called a stellium. I think it's actually pronounced a stellium. That's just not how I pronounce it. And that basically insinuates that that house has a lot of significance in your life. So just listen extra to like what that house represents. And then also, it's totally normal. Everybody is going to have empty houses in their chart as well. So the same way that a stellium is shows you like what is a significant part of your life. Having empty houses in a chart basically just means astrology is very open to interpretation, but the way that I've read and how I take it is that that's basically a part of life that you've already, that you don't need to deal with that much. It's kind of something you've already learned like in your past lives. So you've already handled whatever it is in that house, like whatever empty houses you have aren't going to be a main focus of this life for you. The ones where you have a lot of activity, where you have stelliums, where you have planets, those are kind of the ones you're going to be paying the most attention to. It's something to keep in mind as well, because with anything, things that you have already mastered, like things that you've already gone through and learned, those are things you're going to fall back on as well. So kind of keep that in mind. You want to be putting yourself where you're not comfortable. You want to be learning more and throwing yourself into the houses that you do have a lot of activity in and that you have a lot of planets in. I'll give an example of it after, but for now I'll get into what all the houses mean. So the second house is money and income. It's your work. It's kind of like your daily routines, your values, your job, like kind of your day-to-day -day job uh, and your work ethic. The third house is communication, your mind, how you think. It's also the house of siblings and neighbors and the house of early education. So as you're probably noticing, the houses encompass a lot of different things. So yeah, 
<laughs> you, it, can, it can really go a lot of ways. Siblings, neighbors, communication, whatever you want it to be, really. Yeah, exactly. The fourth house is the house of home. So it's like home, family, self-care, emotional foundations. It's also the house of the mother, of children, of women, and femininity. The fifth house is romance, love affairs. This is the house of like creativity and like play, having fun, childlike spirit, self-expression, and... I've read before that it's the house of children. I'm using like a notes thing for reference because I can't remember all this. But here it says it's for fertility. So maybe it's more like fertility babies. Um, that's what I've heard before. This is your fourth house? The fifth house. Fifth house. Interesting. That sounds like, well, this is like not really related, but it sounds a lot like your sacral chakra. Which oh, yeah. Your sacral chakra is, it would be your second yeah so your root and then your sacral, sacral yeah and then your solar plexus so usually that's like creativity your sexuality like similar to that with like your love yeah you're right that is really similar and creativity and fertility, fertility self-expression yeah. joy yeah because that's kind of like for women that would be your womb area mm-hmm. interesting yeah i wonder if that has anything to do with the other that's super accurate yeah, yeah. they're basically to me it sounds like they're pretty well the same characteristics your sixth house is the house of health fitness pets that's random (laughs) don't know why pets are in there you're gonna have a ram (laughs) as your pet if you have an aries in that house you're gonna have a ram as a pet my knowledge of the houses is just like super basic like i would have told you the reason i have notes is because it just gives like more information because i would have told you the first house is like appearances the second house is like money and work the third house is communication like that's how yeah. i know it these are like um, a little more but yeah depth. there's like a lot more that goes into it so the sixth house to me i just think health and fitness but it also says systems pets work habits Don't know how that's different from work, but okay. (laughs) And service given. So maybe volunteering? I don't know. But to me, I'm just going to say health and fitness. I feel like that pretty well encompasses it. Maybe work would be like what you do for work and then work habits would be like how... How you work, like organization and stuff. The seventh house is your house of relationships, marriage, and business partners. Your eighth house is sex, intimacy inheritances and assets (laughs) uh shared finances taxes loans okay taxes and sex baby yeah why i've never questioned i think because i've never read this far into the houses but as i'm learning more about it as we're talking about it i don't get why like taxes and loans are going with sex and intimacy but because loans and taxes nothing really quite gets you in the mood (laughs) The ninth house is travel, philosophy, wisdom, higher education, and law. It's also ethics and religion. That all kind of goes together. The tenth house is career, long-term goals, structure, status, reputation, and public image. And then the tenth house also represents men and the father. The eleventh house is groups, friends, kind of like your social circles, humanitarianism, technology, and your hopes and wishes for the future. (laughs) Your hopes and dreams. 
again technology is kind of the odd one out there but okay (laughs) and then the last one the 12th house that's endings healing closure your spirituality solitude karma old age afterlife your limiting beliefs and your subconscious I like the 12th house. I think that one's <laughs> A lot of people, I don't think I have anything in my 12th house. Is that like coinciding? Because I know like Pisces is the 12th. So like what? So it's kind of confusing even for me because in your actual birth chart on the wheel, it's all those signs are going to fall differently based on your personal chart. Like mm-hmm. that's how it's going to fall is it's your chart. But each house does have a ruler and it always starts with Aries and it ends with Pisces. So yeah. The 12th house would be related to Pisces because, you know, the first house is Aries, second house is Taurus, 12th right. house is Pisces. So the houses are actually, they're basically representative of the sign rulers as well when you think of it that way. Really because, confusing, I know, folks. Yeah, <laughs> because Taurus would be the second house. That's like money, income. Cancer would be the fourth house. That's like home, family. It all adds up. I'm pretty sure Virgo... Is that right? Cancer. What comes after cancer? Leo and then Virgo. So yeah, Virgo would be the sixth house, which is health and fitness mm-hmm. and organization. So that's accurate as well. So yeah, it does. It, it, it is all related. Yeah. I've just never like thought that deep about it. <laughs> well, there you go. Another really interesting part about astrology that I don't know that much about, to be honest, but it's so interesting if you want to get into it, is Chiron and your North Node and South Node. I don't know if you know anything about these. Have have heard the names, don't know much. (laughs) Okay, me neither. I've done research on it like a couple years ago for my own chart, but it's not something that I'm like super well versed in. But basically, when you're looking at your chart and you're looking at like all of your, on the left-hand side, I guess, like not the wheel, but the list, looking at all your planets and your signs, there's also Chiron. And then in some, it says North Node and in some, it says True Node. To be honest, I still don't get why it says True Node. I'm pretty sure that's also North Node. It's called, like, I'm pretty sure it's an interchangeable term. Those are two things that are super, super interesting. Basically, those are comets, uh, not planets, but they still have a place on the chart. So Chiron is known as, like, the wounded healer, and it essentially has to do with your past lives. So super, super cool. Lauren's eyes just widen. I know you're yeah. interested. You say past lives and I'm like, stop <laughs> everyone. I need to know. Yeah. So Chiron, it basically points to where we have healing powers as the result of our own deep spiritual wounds. So it says we may overcompensate in these areas of life. Chiron as a wounded healer first must face issues of low self-worth and feelings of inadequacy and learn to rise above these issues. Because the wound goes deep, we may work hard to overcome the wound. Healing powers are potent. So this is like you're looking at what sign you have Chiron in. Do you know? Do you remember what yours is? If yeah. You're sure. Yeah, for sure. So mine is Chiron in Libra, which is actually really interesting when I was looking back on it because I always talk about how I have no Libra in my chart and I actually have like very, very little air in my chart, which I've talked about in the last one. I have one planet in Aquarius and it's like one of the really far off planets. I think it's like Uranus or something, but I'm always attracting Libras into my life. Like my whole family is basically Libra and then Dylan, my boyfriend is Libra, moon, Libra rising. 
Isn't your mom and brother Libra Moon and Libra Rising? Yeah, my mom is a Libra Sun and Libra Rising. And my brother's a Libra Sun and Libra Moon. So they're both double Libras. All three of them are double Libras. Yes, all three. Dylan, my mom, and my brother are all double Libras. Wow. Yeah, so I have like a lot of Libra energy in my life. I feel like there's more people than that that are Libras too. But those are kind of like, that's like my main family and my Oma. She doesn't have any Libra, bless her, but everyone else does. And I'm like, that's so weird because I don't have any of it. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of interesting because I have Chiron and Libra. So... I'm just going to read it word for word because, I, again, I'm not well-versed in this. But for Chiron and Libra, it says, You staunchly believe in seeing the other side of a story, mediating, and meeting people halfway. And you have great wisdom about relationships, making an excellent counselor. That's what my mom always says, so don't tell her that it said this. Because <laughs> she'll take it as, like, confirmation. Even so, despite these powerful beliefs and philosophies, it can be hard to practice these things in your own life. You may frequently give far more than you receive, even with your strong belief in equality. Interpersonal conflicts can cause a tremendous amount of anxiety and guilt in your life. So I think that's like pretty accurate. Very accurate. You think? Because I'm like, I'm definitely really passionate about equality Mm -hmm. and I have been since I was a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And in terms of you being good at giving, like, advice and stuff, like, I always come to you with my problems, Aww. and, like, you always give me advice. But I feel like we also do that to each other, because we're For able sure. to see the other stuff, or, like, outside of it, I guess. Like, not as a third party, because obviously we're biased to yeah. each other, but <laughs> I feel like we give each other decent advice. But, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and that does, like, that's very accurate to Libra. Like, you know how sometimes with astrology, you read a description, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that just sounds, like, very generic. Like, to be honest, I sometimes read stuff, and I'm like, oh, that seems generic. But for anything in Libra, Libra is the scales, and it is a sign of, like, justice and equality. So Mm -hmm. that is exactly what I would expect. And relationships, right? Yeah, and relationships, partnership. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I want to know what mine is. I wanted to do yours as well, but I realized I don't have a copy of your chart. Pull it up, baby. I guess I could, like, generate it. Yeah. Okay, big news, guys. We just looked up <laughs> where my Chiron is, and surprise, it's also in Libra. Yeah, so Kayla and I, same. Kayla and I are here for similar missions. I'm wondering if there's like anything. I definitely know your chart pretty well, just not the wheel part of it. But yeah. like, I was just looking to see if you have any stelliums or anything else unusual. Kayla has spent a lot of time looking at not only my chart. Not only her own, but Dylan's as well. Yeah. She knows these better than Dylan and I know our own charts. She knows them like the back of her hand, perhaps. (laughs) I wonder what that means, because you have your Chiron and your North Node in your first house. So I actually have no idea, because usually like what you have in your first house is like part of how you come off, but I have no idea what that would mean for your Chiron and your North Node, because they're not planets, like they're comets, but they still have a place in your chart so I don't know I've never seen that before let's find out on the google machine oh that was a roast if I ever heard one all right so (laughs) if you guys want to know what having my Chiron in my first house means Kayla read it out roast me baby super harsh it says these people may be traumatized by the fact that despite all their efforts they are not successful because they are not very proactive and assertive 
They lack the appropriate dose of healthy aggression that is needed in a competitive society in order to survive competition with those who are too harsh and ruthless. They usually compensate for this with exaggerated activity, but the results never correspond with the effort they put in. (laughs) That's so mean. That's mean, but I also don't take that to heart because I don't believe that. Yeah. No, I'm not necessarily aggressive, but like I also don't think that I'm not going to be... I think I'm going to be like... I'll do just fine. In yeah, life. I agree. Like I I don't agree with the way they put it. I agree that like you're not aggressive, mm-hmm. but I don't think that means that you I don't think you need to be aggressive to be, succeed yeah, at all. And so I'm either. like, of course you're going to succeed, of course. So that was a little bit of a roast. Yeah. Did it kill my vibe? Only a little bit, <laughs> but not really. I feel like it didn't really bug me that much. Okay, let's see what North Node means in your first house. Oh, let's go for some more roasting, yeah, kids. Yeah, ready? Yep. As a disclaimer, I will say, like, I've looked up all of my own placements, like, years ago. Almost every single one has a roast in it. Mm-hmm. Almost every one. Because, like, it's all, you know, there's there's pros to it, but there's also flaws. So I'm just going to say that before I tell Kayla's you eyes widened when she saw what, where my North Node is. And maybe no one finds this interesting, but if you like hearing me get roasted, stay tuned. It just sounds harsh to yeah. me, but it says that your North Node in your first house is good health and a strong mind, but troubled partnerships. In past lives, you relied too much on partners, even losing your own identity in your sacrifice for others. You were dependent or dominated by a spouse friend, oh, sorry, by spouse, friend, confidant, or other person. With the memory of such dependency and partnership, there is danger you will marry early or for the wrong reasons. Further, you may have a semi-conscious or unconscious fear of losing your partners, which makes you especially dependent. A successful marriage may come later in life. Okay. And then there's more. That one hurt a little. (laughs) Because if you guys have listened to our episode about past life regressions. That's what I I was thinking. I got into my past life and that was a big part of it was the marriage I had in my last life, my father, just not having a great relationship with men in my last life. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. So there's more. Mm Mm-hmm. It says, because of past experiences, you may not even know who you really are. You are here in this lifetime to be an individual with all that entails. Strive to develop a personality that is distinctive and that others recognize as your own. Take a stand without regard to how others react to it or what they think about it. You must resist at every opportunity the temptation to be a people pleaser. Ooh, a big people pleaser. But that, yeah. Yeah, it also says, this goes on for quite a while actually, (laughs) let me summarize. It basically says, it will do your soul good to accept leadership positions and it's good for you to take initiative. Own your need for recognition, you're here to be an individual, which means standing out. Take the time to figure out what you think, don't waver from your views when they become inconvenient or unpopular. Okay. Yeah. I can get down with that. I respect that. Pretty crazy, hey? That was... I was thinking of that when I was reading it, too, Mm -hmm. your past life regression. Yeah. That is interesting. And I have been known in the past, perhaps, to take other... Like, look at other people's opinions and not form my own or not be maybe my own person. But I feel like... I don't know. I'm a pretty independent gal, and yeah, for sure you. Are. I have like a pretty. I feel like I have a defined personality. Like oh, people definitely. That know yeah. me. I'm not like 
a version of everyone else. No. Know? And you're not like a fly on the wall either. Like you definitely have a, a distinct personality. <laughs> oh, I sure do. <laughs> the first one, the Chiron in my first house, not as much, but the North Node. I feel like I, I uh, relate to that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, if you are, if you are interested in astrology, there's a lot more to it that I really don't know that much about. I know for sure that the shape of your wheel chart, like there's bucket shapes and there's triangle shapes and stuff. There's so many different shapes to your chart that all mean something as well. To be honest, I haven't looked into that. That's another interesting thing to look into. There's also conjunctions, trines, sextiles, and squares. That's not something I know anything about. I know that it's another part of astrology. Haven't looked into it. So that's another thing you could definitely do research on if you're interested. But I think that I've kind of gone over all the basics of it. Like we talked about all the signs, elements, modalities, houses, planets. That's kind of all the basics you need to know. Yeah. And if you're feeling like overwhelmed with information, first thing, I know I said this last time, but first thing, look at your big three. And then what most people do is they'll look at their big three and then you'll start looking at compatibility and your friends and your loved ones and like their big three. That's kind of where I would start, and then you can, like, start looking at more of your chart. Yeah, but you can really dive deep. You could spend hours, honestly. Oh, God. I probably spent altogether months of your life. Of my life just looking up and learning things about astrology. I respect it. (laughs) It's interesting stuff. I, there is something I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit. It's not something that I'm super, super familiar with, mainly because it is something that I've learned about in maybe like the last year, year and a half. And it's not as, it hasn't been around as long as astrology has. We'll just say that. I feel like people more started getting into it, I think in the last 40 years or so. So in spiritual terms, that's not very long because mm-hmm. so many things have been around forever, right? Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about human design. I'm so excited because I know like nothing about this. So basically to find your human design you essentially need the same things you would find to get your birth chart. And that's why I wanted to talk about it a little bit because it is another area of your personality, I guess, that you can look into and find out a lot about yourself. So yeah, you would need your birth day, time, and place. And there is, I'll link it in the show notes, but there is a website called Jovian Archive. And you basically like put your information in and you would find a similar looking It doesn't really look like a wheel chart, but it's like a human design wheel chart. It's hard to explain, but it's a kind of like a silhouette of a human or of a person. Mm -hmm. And there will be areas where it's empty or full. And those are like your different energy areas, I guess. It's hard to explain. Okay. But so you'll need those, that information. So there's five different types of human design and you can easily find out which one you are. But I'll just go into the different design types. So there's two different, there's five different human designs and two different energy types. So they are, there's the energy types and then the non-energy types. The energy types would be the generators. So there is 37% of the population would be generators. You are a generator. I'm a generator. I am? Yeah. I've done this? I've looked it up for you. Oh. So Kayla and I are both generators. Most people in my life are generators, but I do know other energy types as well. 
So they are kind of like the life force of the planet. They're the builders. Their strategy in life is to respond instead of initiating. So often generators, you have to wait for someone else. And I'll explain the other energy types. You have to wait for someone else to invite you to do something Mm. or for them to create a situation for you to join in on. So you're typically not supposed to create things. Those are for the manifestors. So the manifestors make up 9% of population. So they're the initiators. They are to inform those around them of their decisions before they take action. So we've talked about manifesting before. It's basically like that. They're the ones who create the things and they have a powerful impact on everyone else. So they are, I guess, if you look at it, I don't think you would look at it like this, but if you looked at it like a pyramid, like they'd be at the top of the pyramid creating things. Okay. And then there's a manifesting generator. So they have both manifestor and generator. So they would carry both energy types. And so these three energy types would create their own energy then there's the two different energy types that don't produce any energy and they would get energy from other people so there are projectors which are 20 percent of the population so they have to wait for recognition and invitation so for other people kind of like generators you have to wait to be invited they have the ability to see deeply into others and when invited and recognized they feel appreciated and seen and they are here to be our most gifted guides So my mom is a projector, so she's my gifted guide. And those are Um, a lot less common, right? And then the least common energy type, well, this isn't a non-energy type, would be a reflector. So that's 1% of the population. Wow. So they have a resilient aura that samples the energies around you and reflects them. So whatever energy you put out, they reflect it back to you, which is interesting. Reflectors process experiences in very different ways from the other types. Their chemistry magnifies everything and everyone. Reflectors have the potential to see what is happening in a way that no one else can because they are the one who's they're receiving the energy and reflecting it back on else so they can like see things right. so differently. So this is based on the same as astrology, mm-hmm. like your birth time and everything, yeah. right? But it's basically like the way that you're hardwired. Yeah, so it's basically, but a lot of it's not even how you're hardwired it's like how you should be living your life oh like what what works best yeah so human design essentially is how to access your body's consciousness as a decision making tool and ultimately how to live your life as your true self so your life isn't necessarily gonna revolve around this like with astrology a lot of it is your personality types and a lot of it is surrounding that but you have to choose to live your life in human design and I think when you it's kind of like aligning with who you actually are your energy type your life is going to be a lot easier you're not going to have as many bumps in the road like it's not going to be as difficult for you to get the things that you want or to live an easier life so it's how you would make decisions and your strategy and how you should go about living your life so this was an interesting episode yes you may have only heard 45 minutes or so but there were quite a few hours in between we haven't seen each other in a long time so yeah we we took a break by accident and then we got talking and yeah literally not even that long but a lot happened in that short period of time that we weren't together so we had a lot to catch up on that wraps up what we wanted to talk about 
for astrology 2.0. Yeah, I felt like I had a million things to still talk about, but I actually got through that pretty quickly. <laughs> I hope you guys learned something and I hope that it was at least a little bit interesting. I always find astrology interesting, mm -hmm. but yeah, we'll leave some links down below for you guys to have a look at where you can get started like we did on last episode. Like I mentioned on the last episode, Cafe Astrology is a really great resource. Like it's a basic one, pretty much everyone uses it, but it's really great if you wanna get more information and look up anything. Astro.com is what I use for- Astro, sorry. <laughs> I beg your pardon? <laughs> Travis Scott? Like Astro World? I don't know Astro, that. no, just saying. Okay, okay. Astro.com is what I use. <laughs> I'll wrap it up. <laughs> um, now we're now we're just losing it a little. This reminds me of back in the day when we first started recording. We would just like kind of start losing it. I remember one night we recorded two episodes. Yeah, that was ambitious. Night. There was a couple of glasses of wine. Thank you guys for listening to us talk about or us, <laughs> Kayla talk about astrology, and yeah, it was highly requested. So I hope you enjoyed. We had to give the people what they want. And if anyone ever has requests, slide into our DM. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. It really helps us out. Follow us on Instagram at Two Woke Girls Pod. We always link it in the show notes. Also our personal Instagrams. You can follow those too if you want. And we post new episodes every Monday at 8 a.m. wherever you listen. So we'll see you guys next week when we're losing it a little less, hopefully. <laughs>